<laughs> what can I get you? Hey, Santa. A pony and an iPhone for my mom. She really wants one. That's a lot. Look, at Metro, they'll give you an iPhone 6S just for switching. Charlie Jingle Bells. I should switch to Metro. It's smart. You should. Get this unbelievable deal under your tree. Switch and get an iPhone 6S on us. Hurry, because deals this good don't last long. Metro by T-Mobile. Plus sales tax and activation fee. Not valid for current T-Mobile network numbers or numbers active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. Peace and love. Peace and love, everyone. Samut with Mama Yoga's Wellness here. And you are tuned in for another episode of the Mind, Body, Energy, Imbalance show. I'd like to give praise and shout out and celebrate my team members, my podcast crew, uh, the Podcast Brothers Network, uh, and its dynamic producer, Flaw 700. And I'd also uh, always begin my show by giving praise and honor to those who have gone before. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. We are simply relearning, repackaging, reclaiming, in many cases, the vast information uh, that has always been, and then redistributing it to those who would listen to our message. And for that, we give thanks. Today's show is episode two in our Flat Belly Nutrition episode. Woo woo! Flat belly nutrition, that's what's up. We all want that, right? And so uh, I, I want to start this week's show by sharing uh, some of the comments from last week's show, right? So last week uh, we talked about, in episode one, we talked about understanding the omentum and the importance of why uh, or why it's important that you're uh, belly circumference should be as flat as possible. All of the implications that that has for the body's health, you know, chronic diseases like uh, diabetes, high blood pressure, cardiovascular concerns. We talked about understanding the difference between uh, real nutrition and foods that we are eating as a placeholder, you know, that is the food tastes good, but it doesn't have any nutritional value uh, for your mind, body, and energy. And we also talked about uh, the importance of, I kind of slipped in there, the importance of shopping local, which I'm going to go into much deeper detail uh, as the series continues. But, you know, you really want to create a practice of making sure that you are confident as to where your food products are coming from, your foods are coming from, right? Uh, so it was... Uh, a really good ep first episode, uh, and we got a lot of comments uh, about it on Twitter uh, as well as iTunes reviews. Uh, but I wanted to highlight one particular discussion that we got from Twitter. And I think the discussion was started by C. Hill. Let me make sure I pull it up here. Yeah, C. Hill. Okay, let's uh, bring this up. Right, so C. Hill. <laughs> You know, people are so funny when they uh, when they put their comments in there, right? Kalashay um, uh, uh, B says, "Thank you, Mama Yoga. She is uh, a member of Dualistic, right?" And uh, she says, "Thank you, Mama Yoga. This show hit the head on the nail." 
the nail on the head. Uh, and she sh- shares that she's a pescatarian. She's been eating clean for a while and it's very important to her. Right. But in that particular conversation, uh, C. Hill going to talk about he ate two donuts <laughs> the day the podcast came out or uh, within the week or whatever. And that just started a whole cascade of discussion about the donuts and everything. Um, and then, uh, you know, people started chiming in about how many donuts they ate. It was just funny, right? So, uh, of course, you have a donut. I mean, hell, I put on there that I had a couple of cookies, which I did. Um, this is not, um, you know, sterile living people. You know, it's really about putting things in perspective. Uh, so eat the donut, enjoy the donut, bring your capacity to enjoy to eating that donut. (laughs) Just don't make the donut a food group that that is what you have. You know, donuts, cookies, cakes, and pies, I like to call them the other vegetarians, uh, are not, uh, you know, something that you just need to have every single day after every meal or with every single meal. And that's the point of that. I thought that that was pretty funny. So shout out to Seahill, shout out to Kalashe, shout out to uh, uh, all of the people who uh, have uh, shared your comments with us in regards to uh, this last week's discussion. Keep them coming, keep them coming. So today's show, we want to talk uh, about and and referencing flat belly nutrition. What I want to talk to you about are two hormones that affect the body's ability to store fat as well as to burn fat. So when we eat a meal, there's a whole chemical process that goes into play. One of the main uh, things that happen, the body, you when you eat food, uh, the body releases insulin to absorb the sugar uh, in the food so that it does not hang around, stick around, uh, and cause destruction in the body. It stores it away uh, in fat cells, in your liver, as well as in your muscle. Sugar floating loosely or glucose floating loosely in the body is very can be very destructive to the body. Uh, so the body, uh, your your body wants to seek to clean that up as quickly as possible. So the whole chemical process goes into play, and then you uh, you know your digestion takes place, and the storage or burning uh, process begins. Well, when we eat a food, uh, when we eat a food, when we eat a plate of food, particularly a large plate of food. It takes the body longer, the digestive tract longer to go to work. So when you eat a large plate of food where you just stuffed and leaning all off to the side on the couch, (laughs) all of us have done it. Your body, uh, the brain then begins to shut down and send all of the blood flow away from your major organs, limbs, and of course the brain to the digestive tract to try to clean up the massive overload of insulin and hormonal chemicals that have been released uh, by that large amount of food. In family circles, we call this having the itis. (laughs) 
when you have the itis, what has happened is you've eaten so much food that the brain has to shut down for a little bit, you know, so that it can, your digestive tract, most of the body's energy and blood flow can be localized in the digestive tract to break the food down. It's, that's what the itis is, y'all. Uh, so, uh, so while that is happening, your body is really in uh, digestive repair and recovery mode. Some of the hormones that get released when you eat food, one in particular that we want to talk about today, uh, is known as grel- uh, leptin. Not ghrelin, I'm getting to ghrelin, but leptin. Leptin is the hormone that tells your brain that you're full to stop eating. Leptin is stored in your fat stores. It's uh, stored in pockets of fat on the body. And it is responsible for telling your brain to shut down, uh, shut down the digestion. We have enough food. That's it. When you eat processed, heavily processed and fast foods, particularly from, you know, the Asian food stores like Chinese foods and the ones in uh, urban communities are absolutely just the worst. And when you eat at, you know, these large buffets, you know, I went to a buffet. I'm a little bit of a, a digression in the story here, right? I went to a buffet and I hardly ever go to them because first of all, I don't really trust the food, right? But I went to a buffet uh, I think it was for Mother's Day earlier this year or something like that. And it was kind of like the people were in a frenzy, kind of like in a daze, just eating and eating and eating and piling up and eating. And it was just like, it was incredible, you know, to witness that level of, I'm going to just go on and call it zombieism, you know, where people were just... uh it, it was it was just shocking to me. I hadn't been to uh, an Asian uh, Chinese buffet in a long time, and to go in there and witness uh, that kind of uh, uh, that kind of meal engagement, I was just kind of taken aback, though. But anyway, uh, the point that I'm trying to make is that when your body um, when the body sends a signal of leptin to the brain that you are now full. The brain stops the uh, the sends signals to the rest of the body to shut down your desire to eat. But when you eat in places that have highly processed food and uh, chemicals like MSG, MSG coats the leptin neurotransmitter in the body, and your brain doesn't get the signal that it's time to stop eating. And this is why after you eat some Chinese food or spaghetti out at one of these fast food restaurants or, or you know, common family style restaurants, you feel full, you feel hungry after you have eaten. Like an hour later, you're like, Dad, I feel like I want to eat because the chemical response has been blunted, has been covered over, has been saturated and sat upon by the hormone, uh, by the chemicals and hormones in the food that we're eating, so the leptin response gets blunted. So after a while, uh, you know, a period of time of eating in this fast food way, 
the, the signal receptors of the leptin response get broken. So you always feel hungry then. You're always craving. You're always looking for that next little thing, big thing to eat. Right? So that's the leptin response. And as usual, in the show notes, we'll put down some links uh, that you can go from the NHI, NHI, NIH, National Institute of Health, and some other organizations that have some really good research on the leptin response and how it uh how it functions in our body, right? And so the leptin signal uh, in the body gets broken and blunted, and so you always feel hungry. So everything that you're eating now, the body's not really processing the way that it should, and it gets walled off and stored in your fat stores, in your liver, as well as in your uh, in your um uh, fat stores, liver, and your hips, buttocks, and everywhere else. And we talked about the omentum last week as well. Now, the other, the other side to that is the ghrelin response. Ghrelin is the hormone that tells you uh, your body, it, they used to, we, we locally, we, uh, colloquially, we say your stomach is growling, but Chemically, the term is ghrelin. That's very interesting how we put that together, right? It lets you know when it's time to eat, right? It gives you that empty, gurgling, bubbling feeling. Those are the chemicals in your gastrointestine saying that your digestion has completely processed out uh, the foods that you ate uh, however many hours prior since, since your last meal. And this is why intermittent fasting is such a great practice to adopt because it allows the leptin and the ghrelin response and the insulin response within the body to play their roles and to balance out how they need to. Which brings me to my main, uh, my main topic or my main point I want to make in this week's Flat Belly Nutrition Talk, and that is to space your meals out. So in order to allow the leptin, the ghrelin, and the insulin hormones all, you know, designed to digest your food and to burn your fat or store your fat, you want to make sure that you have good meal spacing in between your meals. Now, I know popular nutrition, especially when it comes to weight loss uh, and, you know, if a person is bodybuilding and that kind of thing, which, again, like we said last week, that's a whole nother show. But for a person who's interested in having uh, weight loss, people will tell you to eat six times a day. They'll say you have your morning meal, your breakfast or your breakfast. Then you have a, a morning, mid-morning snack. Then you have your lunch. Then you have a afternoon snack. Then you have your dinner. Then you have a bedtime snack. I think that equals six. Well, that's a lot of uh, hormones re- releasing. That's a lot of insulin flooding the body. That is, uh, you know, it really doesn't give the time and space to the leptin and ghrelin uh, hormones to do what they need to do in the body. And it really doesn't give your body a chance to digest the previous meal. So meal spacing is crucial. 
It is very, very important. It's not necessarily intermittent fasting. It's giving your body a time, time to digest what you have consumed and to allow, you know, the cadre of hormones that get activated when you eat to reset, to do their job and to reset. So when you meal, when you uh, eat a small meal and then put four hours in between that meal, the next meal, not smoothie in between, not, you know, some crackers, cheese and crackers, nothing but water in between the meals that you eat. Now the body can be more efficient at burning and digesting the food that you ate and the uh, hormones can go to work and reset themselves ready for the next time that your body receives a meal. Remember, in our primitive creation, right, and we still have, you know, 99% of original creation in our anatomy. In our primitive creation, you didn't be you weren't eating all day, six times a day. There wasn't even that kind of food available. You know, you would walk and move and jump and bend and duck and, you know, reach and climb and do whatever it is that you needed to do for that day's chores and activities without eating for a long time. And the body would then use its fat stores. It would uh, break down its fat stores and burn it as fuel in the time period that you weren't eating. So in modern society, food is everywhere. It's just like an, an abundance of, you know, food. And we're eating all the time. And if you're eating all the time, the body cannot you know, reset its hormones, it can't digest properly, and it becomes overwhelmed and overloaded, and then it just packs and stores, and, uh, you know, the systems begin to wear down from uh, excessive use. So what you want to do is you want to put a time space between one meal and another with no insulin uptick or that is nothing that will activate your hormonal system, your insulin, leptin, and ghrelin systems or responses in between the meals. So let's say you get up at 6 and you have your morning activities or what have you and you have your first meal. They say you're supposed to have your first meal at least 30 minutes before, uh, 30 minutes after you get up. I, uh, have never been a big breakfast person. Uh, I only have uh, like maybe liquids, uh, uh, a protein shake, and and I'm very aesthetic, very, um, you know, um, austere in the way that I make my protein shakes. It's usually just vegan protein powder and water. Shake it up, drink it. You know, I don't put bananas and soy milk or almond milk or none of that stuff. You know, I just, I just, you know, I don't like all of those, uh, all that sugar for me first thing in the morning. So I drink a little bit of protein shake and then get on with my workout. I like to train fasted, right? Pretty much. Okay. So, uh, you, you wake up in the morning and you have your routine and let's say you have your first meal at eight o'clock. Well, so from eight thirty. To 12.30 is when technically you should be prepared to have your next meal. But most people will have a meal at 8 o'clock, 
get to the job by 10 o'clock, they'll have some type of snack, a coffee with the creamers and mocha toca latte, whatever. They may have some crackers. They may have a egg McMuffin or croissant or whatever. They'll have something. Most likely it's going to be high carb, sugar intensive. So the body now has to release its um, fat storing hormones to clean out the glucose that you know the food is producing in the bloodstream and oftentimes the things that a person may have during the midday or mid-morning snack um, is not uh, holistic in nature that is it's you know full of uh, dyes and chemicals and fillers and you know conditioners and all of these chemicals in the food so the body doesn't know what it is so the leptin response doesn't say you had enough stop <laughs> the leptin response doesn't send the trigger to the brain to say he or she is satiated we don't need to eat anymore we're good so you go about your work day, even though you may still feel like you're hungry, and you might be picking now from 10 after you had your snack. You might be eating some raisins or a piece of fruit or somebody has some candy and you're walking around all day long, right? You see, you see the picture. So you've never given the system a chance to reset when it's time for lunch. You just had something that raised the blood sugar, a spike in the blood sugar which was, you know, from 10 to uh, 10.30 to 12.30 or so. And so now it's time to actually have a meal. And you go out to lunch uh, or you eat your uh, cheese sandwich or whatever it is you bought for lunch, uh, leftovers from the previous night, and you eat that. And because it is heavily carbohydrate-based, you get the itis <laughs> at work. That usually doesn't work out too good. <laughs> You know, you feel like I just need to rest. I ate, you know, it's after lunch and you can't. There's no brain activity happening, you know, when you get the itis because the blood flow has decreased to the brain, uh, the parts of the brain that keep you uh, analytical and sharp and thinking. The brain's like, look, we got to digest what you just ate. We can't go into all of this. And so after lunch, you're sluggish, for lack of a better term. Uh, and so to counterbalance the sluggish, most people can't take a nap at work. So they'll go get what? More sugar. Drink coffee or some type of soda, you know, or have some type of sweet thing. And it gives you a, an uptick in energy. But then by three o'clock, you're in a slump again. Do you see the cycle here? So... Uh, this is the cycle that I just wanted to kind of call to your attention and talk to you about the hormonal process that, uh, uh, you know, that causes that this cycle brings about. So what we want to do is we want to put time space in between the meals and do the best you can to have nothing but water in that window. So 8 a.m. to 12 you eat your food at 8, 8.30 to 12.30. 12.30, you would have your next meal. 8.30 to 12.30 would just be water. You just keep drinking water. Uh, and a trick that I like to use, I usually uh, give this to my uh, wellness clients when I have them, uh, when we do a any type of um, 
juice face juice fasting or something like that is you want to especially if you're new to this when you drink your water you want to just hold it in your mouth a little bit and chew like you're chewing now, I know that may seem odd, but what happens is when you drink the water and you're chewing, it releases a set of hormones in the body that tells your body you're getting some type of sustenance. It sends the digestion to work without filling up the digestion. And it's kind of like a, a, you know, a physiological and psychological trick. And after a while, you feel satisfied. Try it. Let me know what happens, right? Just chew. And, you know, chew your water. And I don't mean get a cup of ice, people, and be chewing on the ice. (laughs) And uh, your body will send signals. The leptin response will release and say she's satisfied. Just Just try it. Right? Okay, so... We want to give your four-hour window. Well, some people, because uh, they've developed such insulin resistance, such leptin and ghrelin response resistance, that they can't go four hours tomorrow. So what you want to do is you want to train yourself, work yourself up to being able to have that meal space time uh, and allowing the body systems to reset uh, digest whatever you ate completely and fully and feel a little bit of, uh, you know, let that hunger begin to actually take place. There was a book written called, um, I have to get the exact title, and again, I'll put it in the show notes, but it really talks about the fact that when a person, 90% of the time, especially in our industrialized society, when a person feels like they're hungry, They're really thirsty. The body really needs water to carry out its many functions. But uh, because we, you know, don't tune in uh, to how our body works, uh, we think it's food that we want. And what we really want is water. Right. So, again, I'll look in the show show notes. I mean, you look in the show notes and you'll see uh, information to that book that I'm talking about. You're not hungry. You're thirsty. I think is the name of the book. So you want to drink water as much as you can and then try my little chew technique and see how that works out for you. The leptin response, uh, again, sends the signals to the brain and says she, he or she is satiated. We don't need to eat anymore. Shut down the craving. Shut down the need to continue to eat. Uh, and the ghrelin response lets you know that your body's fully digested whatever you've eaten by that growling in your belly. Belly, me and my sound effects, right? <laughs> By that growling in your belly and it signals a response to the brain to say, okay, now it's time for you to find uh, some nourishment, some nutrition, not just a placeholder there, right? So when you meal space, you put your four-hour window or work up to putting your window in between the last meal, you give your body the chance that it needs and the rest that it needs, Uh, from having to digest food all the time. Part of the reason that we like to suggest and, and, um, you know, uh, coach people through fasting 
all kinds of fasts, right? There's all kinds of fasts you can do. You can do a juice fast where you fast from solid food and you're only drinking juices. You can do a water fast where you fast from any uh, caloric type of uh, foods or any type of caloric intake. You're just drinking water. Uh, you can do uh, digital fast. There's all kind of ways you can do fast, right? So we like to coach people through doing fast. Uh, because it gives your digestive tract and your your body a chance to not only rest but to begin a healing process. Eighty percent of the body's energy is taken up taken up by digesting food. That's incredible. That is a really a great energy expenditure. Right, that eighty percent of the body's energy uh, is taken up by digesting food. So, if you earnestly, sincerely give your body a rest by fasting, the digestive tract uh, four times a year is what we do. Every change of season, four times a year, we fast the digestive tract. Then your body gets a chance to repair itself because it's not spending. 80% of its energy trying to figure out what this is you ate. You know, is this food or is it something we need to protect the organs from, right? And wall it off in a, in a pocket of fat and then stuff it in the omentum and the rest of the body. You know, it gives the body a chance to repair and uh, rest and repair. Go in, find the little, you know, what we call fires in the body or oxidative stress in the body and remove it and get it out and burn it up. Uh, and digest it out and just get all of these, you know, potential really hazards that are stored away in your organs and indeed in those fat pockets uh, out of the body. So when you fast, you give the body a chance to repair, rest and repair. So if you do it on a daily basis, a little bit, you know, creating that four hour window between your meals, your body gets a chance to have many uh, a little mini rest, and it can do some repair. Now, the other thing I want to call your attention to is having your last meal after uh, at dinner. Of course, that seems to make sense, but oftentimes people will have their dinner and then they'll have a a, a snack. I know some people have talked about eating, you know. Uh, Oreos and Snickers bars and whatever else in the bed at 11 o'clock at night, right? Your your body is like, I just don't know what to do with him or her. <laughs> your poor body is like, really? I mean, you know, your body burns the most fat while you're sleeping. And so it is highly important for you to have no insulin release in your bloodstream by the time it's time for you to go to bed. The longer you have uh, between insulin uh, release in your bloodstream before you go to bed, the more clean repair and rest your body will do. So if you get into bed at 11 and you're eating, you know, chips and cookies and cakes and all of these carbohydrate uh, insulin producing and releasing substances and you're eating them in, in your bed at 11 o'clock at night, 
you go to sleep, your body cannot really rest and repair because the first thing it has to do is reset that insulin uh, spike and surge. Because there's so much sugar or glucose in the bloodstream. So the body first has to clean out all of that sugar and glucose, then reset itself, and then you can go about the business of it can go about the business of trying to rest and repair. But by the time that gets done, remember it's a four hour window with no insulin spike when the body can actually do its rest and repair. So by the time that gets done, it's like three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning. And now you got to get up at six. So you haven't really rested and or repaired. Then you get up, you eat eight, then you eat at 10, then you eat at 12, then you eat at two or three, then you eat at four. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, you really want to make sure that your last meal is at least four hours before you go to bed with no snacking. You want to give your uh, your vessel, your body, as much time as possible without any insulin in the bloodstream uh, so that it can rest and repair uh, as best that it can. So that last meal that you have in the evening, people say 6 o'clock is when you should stop eating. I say it varies for the person. As long as it's not, you know, 9, 10 o'clock at night, you having a meal, especially a high-carb meal, and going to bed. And then have to get up at 6, 4, four 6 o'clock in the morning, right? So you want to have your evening meal and then be done. No snacking. Uh, you want to uh, limit your carbohydrates if you're going to have them in the evening. Uh, begin, again, so that you don't get that high sugar spike or the high insulin spike in your bloodstream. Uh, and you want to make sure that you drink uh, a good amount of water. Uh, if you're feeling hungry, try, just drink the water and try the chew method. Uh, and you'll uh, probably get some very good results from that. Over time, because your body burns the most fat while you're sleeping, all the work that you did in terms of you know, minimizing, the, uh, decreasing the amount of times your insulin gets spiked or your blood sugar gets spiked, uh, will come to pay off at night when you go to sleep. So the leptin response, the ghrelin uh, response, as well as understanding how uh, the insulin uh, resistance and insulin response works in the body, all this goes a long way to decreasing the amount of fluff that's in your omentum because the body will then pull from the belly area as well as the rest of the area, uh, areas on the body where there's fat storage and begin to burn it up overnight while you're sleeping which is fabulous, right? It will begin to burn it up. And then next thing you know, you get up. If you notice you get up, uh, you most of the time when you get up in the morning, your belly's a little, a little flatter than it was before you went to bed. Your body has done its job as to, if that's happening, you know. And with uh, good practices and conscious nutrition focus during the day, that belly will get flatter and flatter and your health will improve. You'll notice that you're not having the cravings uh, that you, uh, you, you know, people say I have a sweet tooth or I just got my cravings. Well, if you nourish your body, those cravings will decrease because the body won't need to signal uh, 
the the need for you to intake because you will be nourished, right? And you'll begin to see the changes take fe- take effect over and over uh, as the time uh, as time goes on for you. So that's our episode for this week. I hope that it was helpful to you. Check our show notes for any details that we mentioned in terms of uh, doing your research on leptin, ghrelin, and the insulin response in the body. Also, uh, I'll be sure and put um, the info down about the book. I think it's called uh, Your thirsty, not hungry. But anyway, we'll put that in there to make sure uh, it is all good. Uh, Leave us uh, your comments. Uh, I'd love to hear what you think about this topic and your own experience um, with, you know, uh, the cravings and if you have any experience with uh, how your body responds after you eat a meal uh, and uh, you want to eat smaller meals as as well. But we'll talk more about that as uh, our Uh, series goes on. Again, leave us your comments. We'll pull some of your comments. I love the conversations and discussion that we're having via our social media platforms. Uh, You can like my Facebook uh, groups as well as my Facebook page. I'm on Instagram. Somebody told me I need to get on Snapchat. I say that every episode. So perhaps I'll have to get it done before this series is up and get on Snapchat and understand how that all works out. Leave uh, this podcast, Mind Body, uh, Mind Body Energy in Balance, a review on iTunes, and um, let's continue the conversation. Okay. Also, I just want to say uh, I have a uh, crowdfunding uh, post up on GoFundMe. Uh, I'm going to adopt three schools in the New Jersey area to bring them mindfulness and yoga to help the children with self-regulation and behavior. Uh, and the schools don't really have funding. So, uh, we are seeking myself and my team. We're seeking to ask people to contribute whatever they can. Uh, if you, uh, whatever you can contribute will be helpful. And we're going to adopt three schools and give them six weeks each of mindfulness this training uh, uh, and, you know, self-regulation skills on how these children can begin to try to manage their own behavior for their own success, right? And so we're just trying to share the love here, everybody. So you can go to GoFundMe, MamaYogasWellness.com uh, also, and I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to contribute. Uh, that would be just lovely. Share the information with everyone. If this is uh, helpful to you, then share it with somebody. You never know how these messages can touch a person's spirit and make changes in their life for them. And I'm so uh, thankful to you all for listening to our podcast and sharing information as well. Okay? Peace and love. Good and glorious day, everyone. Just a little bit of a note here. The information shared on the Mind, Body, Energy, and Balance show, shared by Samut A. Scott, any of her guests, and Mama Yoga Wellness, is not intended to diagnose, treat, or replace competent medical advice. Please do your own research, people, and consult your health care provider as needed. Peace and love.
Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's in store this holiday at your local Staples? Gifts and packages shipped with care. So you can relax in knowing they'll soon be there. Now at Staples, you get 15% off UPS shipping services and 15% off all shipping supplies. Plus, Staples is open seven days a week. So you can ship around your schedule this holiday. And still get everything out in time while spending less. Staples, there's a whole lot in store this holiday. Exclusions apply. In-store only see associate for details ends 122918